0: we have been walking through the book of Job and uh, for some time we have unpacked the arguments, uh, the questions, we have looked at trying to understand what Job was going through in the crisis of life. And you know, the question that we ask always is, uh, you know, Why does good things happen to bad or bad things, sorry, happen to good people? People that love God, that fear God, that serve God. Why is it that they have to suffer? Why must they go through such anguish and such, you know, horrible pain in life? And as a church, we unpacked it, and if you don't, Uh, Have all the sermons. Uh, Maybe you can talk to Justin and try to get uh, copies of the sermon so that you can, because I believe that this series of Job is not to entertain anybody, but the series of Job is really to educate us, to help us understand and to grasp what the Holy Spirit would want us to know uh, through the life of Job. How many of you know the Bible may be an old book, but it is still relevant in this time because we can learn valuable lessons in life. We can, you know, we can understand spiritual truths uh, that will help us to make wise decisions when it comes to life. And so... uh, as we, I hope that you and I have looked into the life of Job. Let me just get some water here. So I may not be shouting and, you know, because I can feel out my body. My body is not as strong as it is when I'm preaching. And for those of you that don't know, Sister Mary Josephine and Sister Mary Ann have gone to a a funeral in Mowbray this morning, I think at seven o'clock. And so they, I know that they are here with us in spirit, but physically they are at uh, Josephine's uncle, her father's brother who had passed on. Um, I'm gonna ask uh, one of you to help me to read. Uh, Job chapter 38. Remember we we addressed uh, Baldad, Zophar, and Eliphaz. They were the three friends of Job. And then at the back of the scene, there was a young man by the name of Elihu. And Elihu was, um, the Holy Spirit spoke to Elihu. And he revealed to Job that he should rather have an understanding about what has happened to him. He has, um, you know, he questions the fact that God, uh, you know, was unjust to him. You know, he actually says it uh, in Job where he says that God was unfair with him, that he was a righteous man and that he served God. And he didn't ask for trouble to come his way. He didn't plan for it. It just landed on his lap. And it was a catastrophe what happened to the, the man Job. We noticed that Job was a very wealthy man and that Job had lost everything that he had owned. And sometimes in life, Trouble may, you may not trouble trouble, but trouble will trouble you. Yes? And so you go through life and you don't ask for it, you don't desire it, you don't want it to happen to you, but it comes. And it comes unplanned. It comes when you least expect it. And this is the reason why It is, I think, that it is important to know the stories of Job because they help you when you are faced with calamity. And oftentimes when you are faced with calamity, you are faced with it alone. Friends, family, you know, colleagues, they seem to disappear off of the scene and it looks like you are alone. And that is why you must make wise decisions. You never make a decision in a hurry when you are in a storm. A lot of people do that. They are, you know, they react uh, to the crisis and they feel they must fix it now. They feel they must change things now or they must do things Right now and oftentimes, people tend to make worse decisions when they're in the crisis. The best thing that one can do in a storm is to wait it out. Now I know that we don't like to wait because we are instant generation of people. We don't like to wait on God. We don't like to be because we are the ones who like to fix things. You know, when we talk to people, we are quick to give them counsel and we are quick to give them advice. I've seen it among Christian circles that when you talk to them and while you are talking to them, they are already giving you the answer. They haven't even listened to what you have to say. They haven't even tried to get you to understand what they are doing, but then they speak while in the middle of what you are saying, they already tell you, you know, because they have a theological influence. And so they think that everything in life should be theologically explained. Are we together this morning? And so Elihu comes on the scene and he's the youngest of the three and he's explaining to them, he's saying, with, he's, in fact, he's angry at them because he took the time to listen, to listen, seek first to understand and then, and then to be understood. So he took the time and he gave the respect to these elder men and he listened to them. And when he listened to them, he was able to reason that the argument was wrong. He was able to tell Job that the way he was interpreting his situation. And that is why it is so vitally important that when people are facing a crisis, they don't speak a lot. Amen, Sister Natalie? When you are in a crisis, don't say, let your words be few." If you don't have any words to say, don't go and look for words to speak. Because what you say, Jesus said, is what you will have. So when you're in a negative vibe, when you're in a negative storm, it's never wise, Henry, to say anything. Just be quiet. Be still. And that's what he was trying to get to Job in his explanation As he was unfolding and telling Job, God speaks to us. And he speaks to us through different ways. He can speak to us through dreams and visions. He can speak to us through suffering. And one of the things that he highlighted was, sometimes God lets you suffer. You know why? Because suffering is going to save you. And what is more important to God? Not your comfort but your eternity. And so there's a lot of people that want to be in that comfortable space. They want to be in that comfort zone. And they, you know, the sooner than they, then, then they believe life is now, you know, things are back to the way they should be, and it's, it's calm as a psalm. and, uh, you know, I don't bother you, you don't bother me. But that's not God's plan. You never are going to experience the you know the purpose and the plan of God when you're standing in a showroom on display that life is good. You have to go through the storm, you have to go through the fire of life, you have to be tried and tested, you have to be shaken, your faith has to be shaken. Because how will you know that you have faith in God? How will you know that God is healer if you've never been sick? How will you know that God is comforter if you haven't lost anything? And so God must allow. Sometimes we have to go through difficult situations. Life is not easy. The Christian life, you know, the way... Uh, 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 some of the songs are written even, you know, does not deal with the reality of the challenges of life. The net the Ruka, the that kwai, the years net That's the message that is being sent. Jesus, is, he, he's, he oh, but life teaches you different. When you go through life, Your theological explanation does not always explain why things are the way they are. And so Job has many questions. Because he was a man of God. He feared God. And we know that in the early part of Job, we see it. That he was constantly providing sacrifices to the Lord. Because he feared God. He shunned evil. Job was a man that was blameless. But so he has a lot of questions. His theological understanding could not explain to him why he went through what he went through. Are we still together this morning? Sometimes there aren't easy answers for life. How do you explain in the same church one brother is prospering, but the other brother is having heartache and sorrow. How do you explain that? That in a family, one child feels loved and the other child feels rejected. How do you explain that? How do you explain that in the same road, one family of flourishing, and prospering. But in the other family. There's no food. How do you explain. One person. Can get the job. Resign and get the job. Resign and get the job. Resign and get the job. But the other person. Can be unemployed for five years. These are not easy. Explanations. About the challenges of life. Are we together this morning? And so, Job 38. Okay, Elihu spoke. And he spoke in chapter 34. He spoke to us. And he told us that we have a mediator. Come on, somebody. Who is the mediator? Jesus is our mediator. Don't you ever forget that. That means... It's not just anybody that can be a mediator. You can't just say, let me be a mediator, I'll be a mediator, or I'll be an arbitrator, or I'll be an umpire. You can't just do that. There are requirements that the mediator must meet. He must be all of man, and he must be all of God. He must take on the characteristics and the attributes of man, And take on the characteristics and the attributes of God. Why? Because man, he must be able to relate to the things that man was subject to. God, he must be able to live up to the standard of God, which is holiness. So he must qualify first. And so Elihu explains to to Job, long before the New Testament came, Jesus lived before he was born. So we must never forget that if God be for us, who can be against us? Hello, somebody. And I'm talking about if God be for us. There's a lot that's against you, there's a lot of people that's against you, there's a lot of demons that are against you. There's a lot of dark spirits that are against you. Satan is against you. You know, your past is against you. Your failures are against you. But if God before you, who can be against you? Job 38. So now, Baldad, Zophar, Eliphaz, Spoke, Job spoke, and Job was, throughout the book of Job, he's asking God, why don't you come to court with me? Why don't you come and reason with me? Why don't you come and debate with me? I'm happy to do that because I'm a righteous man. I haven't done this to deserve the losses that I have had. That was being direct. He was being straight and. There was truth in what he was saying. But the one thing that the whole book of Job, you know, can feel loved and the other one not. One person can be totally healthy, but the other one not. Because of the sovereignty of God. God, that means God doesn't need permission from me or you. God doesn't need to meet with people. God doesn't have to wait till a vote is taken. God can do what he wishes when he does and how he does. He does it according to his sovereignty. And the book of Job teaches us about the sovereignty. And this generation of people, I think, I fear to say, we don't fully comprehend and understand the sovereign plan of God. We said that in 1 Corinthians 12, when Paul was taken up into the third heaven, he said there was a moratorium that was placed on me. That means I couldn't just say what I saw. In fact, what I saw was indescribable. What I saw could not be explained in words. And so Paul receives From a messenger of Satan. God sent him a messenger. This is a man of God. This is a man that is preaching the gospel. This is a man that planted churches. This is a man that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. But yet God sent him a messenger. I tell you, some of the apostles, I wish God can send a messenger of Satan, then you will know if you are really, truly an apostle. Are you ready for Job chapter 38? Someone read it for me, please. Job 38. All right. I want to ever read him, a young voice. i with a moist stem. What lekker likes them to lease, man. What a break and fat as a lease. Swoopers one sukik. Is that what it means? Huh? Tatum. Did I hear you say Tatum? Tatum? Lady T? Can you please come take, please? We're boasting in the Lord, all right? You can't help it for God, the gift that God has given you. You're such a gifted person that some people can't handle it. But God can handle it. So I want you to read for me, please, dear. Job chapter 38. Uh, you've got to put a couple of verses every time. Come stand here with me, Tatum. Now, Job had no clear clag- Prat. Eliphaz, Baldad, Zophe, Claraprat, Elihu, Claraprat. Now God is gonna speak. Are you ready? Are you ready tonight? All right. Alright, let's go. Let's get ready. Then the Lord answered Job out of the storm. Stop. So in chapter 30, um, thirty-five and thirty-six and thirty-seven, you know, Elihu is talking there. And he's trying to show them, he's trying to show that, that God is the God of, you know, the climate, the weather. You'll see it, I think it's in chapter 37, you know, where he talks about the weather. And uh, one of the weather that he talks about, the sovereignty of God, that God chooses when it will be hot, when it will be cold, when it will rain. And when there will be a storm. So God is picking up on the last words of Elihu. And now God is saying, here you go. God is now picking up from that and he's continuing with the story. How many of you know God is very aware of the things we say? And so here you find in 38, he continues. Now God is going to speak and he's taking the relay stick and he's now going to continue. Okay, the last thing that Elihu spoke about, he spoke about storms. So now God is going to use that because that was the description given of the sovereignty of God. Are we together? Beloveds, as liquor on your Bible, the least. Exhale as sole video liquors in Errol as lekker om jou Bibel te lees man, ek sê daar, daar is daar wat die Bibel lees, dan heil ek, daar val die traan, daar is daar wat die Bibel lees, ek, nie mag dit me het zo ook ek lach, as lekker man, as tederlik, I don't read comics, I read the Bible, because in the Bible is everything that you need, pertaining to life, yeah? Okay, some of you are saying far had Okay, leave us in my leave. Alright. So now then the Lord answered Job, Where? Out of the storm. Out of the storm. Alright? So the No? Out of his sovereignty. He's speaking out of the storm. And he's saying to Job, follow with me. He said.
1: Who is this that darkens my counsel with words without knowledge? Hey, Brace yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall
0: answer me. Okay. So God is saying, okay, you spoke now. Now I'm speaking. Now I want you to answer me out of what I'm going to speak to you. Your theological arguments and your biological agreements and, you know, all the words, it was a nice words that was used. You know, like a poet and you know it and Now God is speaking and he's saying to him, see if you can answer me. Kom, ons where
1: were you when I laid the earth's foundation?
0: Holy Job. Where were you? Huh? When you were a monkey on the mountain, where were you? Where were you? Huh? Do you know what you're dealing with? Do you know who you're asking to appear before your court? Hey, do you know who I am? God is saying to him, I wish God could say to this generation, Where were you while you were playing your game? Hey, where were you when I formed? Oh, you're a help me.
1: uh, Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions?
0: Okay. So God is showing you. How many of you understand a little bit about building? Does a builder just go and build, right? Does he do that? Does he do that? No. What does he do? Dimension. Okay. So he's showing you that God is a boulder. Say God is a boulder. He's a boulder. And he's here. He's here. He knows exactly what he's building. All right. Come on, Surely you know who stretched a
1: measuring line across it. On what words footing set? Or who laid
0: its cornerstone? So. God doesn't build without a cornerstone. And who is the cornerstone? Come on, somebody. Who is the cornerstone? God builds on a cornerstone. Every storm that comes, whatever is built on the rock, Jesus Christ, come on, somebody, is solid as a rock. So you've got to understand here, okay? Is of a backdoor architect? Is he a backdoor builder? He built according specifications. Are you seeing it this morning? Right,
1: let's go on. While the morning stars sang together, I all the angels my... shouted for
0: joy. So when God was building, I said, when God was building, music was backing. I said, when God was building, there was worship backing. When God was building, while the building of earth was made, the angels were what? They were rejoicing. They were worshiping God. So worship has an important place to play. play. Isn't that so? So don't think that God was You know, just getting angels to come and bow. No. The platform had to be set. The atmosphere had to be ready. Oh, here I think Okay, okay.
1: Who shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and wrapped it in thick darkness. When I fixed limits for it and set its doors and bars in place. When I said, thus far you may come and no farther. Kay. Here
0: is where your proud waves halt. Hello, somebody. Amen. So God is specific, and what He does, creation obeys. that <laughs>
1: Yeah, carry on. Have you ever given orders to the morning or
0: shown the door in its place? Do you tell the morning, okay, morning, come, come, stick it, stick it morning, stick it. Has anybody ever told the morning, stick it? Hey, has has any computer that you can think of said to the morning, a uh, morning, yes, it morning, come, hey, come you, huh? So God is saying to Job, do you know who you're dealing with? Hey, if you measure yourself up with me, now I'm saying to you, can you say to the morning, stick it? Can you say to the dawn? Come on, somebody, carry on.
1: That it might take the earth by the edges and shake the wicked out of it. (laughs) The earth takes shape like clay under a seal. Its features stand out like those of a garment. The wicked are denied their light and the uprised arm is broken. (laughs) Have you journeyed to the springs of the sea or walked in the recess of the deep? Have the gates of death been okay, shown to you? you
0: before you in the seas. Do you know that there are there are thousands of millions of things undiscovered under the sea? Yeah. What we see the barrier reef and we see some of the life, the plant life, and some of the fishes in the sea, it's a fraction. OK, Let's carry on.: Have the gates of death been shown to you?
1: Have you seen the gates of the shadow of death? Yes. Have you comprehended the vast expanses of the Earth? Tell me if you know all this. What is the way to the abode of light, and where does darkness reside?
0: Sure.
1: Can you take them to their places? Do you know the path to their dwellings? Surely you know, for you are already born. You have loved
0: so many years. Stop, stop. God is saying to Job, you lived before you were born. Because when I was in past eternity, in past eternity, I already knew you. Hello? I already wrote out and mapped out your purpose. I wrote it in books. Your name, listen, I've already written in books. And your destiny and purpose, before you learn one plus one is two, I already knew you. So he's saying to Job, okay, okay, Job, let me show you a little bit of who I am. Yeah? Have you entered the storehouses
1: of the snow or seen the storehouses of the hill? Okay. Did you
0: know that there are storehouses of snow and hail? Did you ever know that? But yet we see it. Come on, somebody. We see the storm. We see the hail. We see the snow. This time of the year, can you tell me where it's hidden? Where is the snow or the hail hidden? Yet God is saying, I have storehouses. Hey, you to help me which are
1: reserved for times of trouble, for days of I, war and battle.
0: Oh, So God is keeping weapons of total destruction in storage for this earth. Go and read the book of Revelation. Go and see there in the book of Revelation what God has. Did you know that there are hailstones the size of cement bags? One stone, one hailstone is the size of a cement bag in storage for the judgment of the earth. Ooh, here, it
1: is, uh, uh, okay. What is the way to the place where the lightning is dispersed or the place where the east winds are scattered over the earth? Who cuts a channel for the torrents of rain and a path for the thunderstorm? To water a land where no man lives, a desert with no one in it. To satisfy.
0: Who waters a plant in a desert where nobody feeds it water? Come on, somebody. How can a plant grow in the desert? Without anybody caring for that flower. God is asking Job the question now: "Come, Job, come. James Mummed, the ducks Let it word what they say. Let me hear you, let me test your knowledge. Let me see what you know. Carry on, carry on, take to,
1: des- to satisfy a desolate wasteland and make it, make it sprout with grass. Does the rain have a father who fathers the drops of dew? From whose womb comes the ice? Who gives birth to the frost from the heavens? When the waters become hard as stone, when the surface of the deep is frozen, can you bind the beautiful Pleiades?
0: Pleiades,
1: <laughs> Pleiades. Can you loose the cause of Orion?
0: Orion is a star. Long before... Nasser discovered Orion. It was in the Bible. Waar Bible? It was in the Bible. That's so baie goed, wat Hollywood kopie van die Bible in a claim op hulle self. Maar hulle lief. Hulle lief. Is al klaar in die woord geskryf. woord, I love this word. I will not part from this word. No matter what computer you give me. No matter what apple you give me, Henry. You can have your apple. But I want the word of God. Yes? The word of God. Yes, carry on. Can you
1: bring forth the constellations in their seasons or lead out the bear with its hey. cubs? Do you know the laws of the heavens? Can you set up God's dominion over the earth? Can you raise your voice to the clouds and cover yourself with a flood of water? Do you send the lightning bolts on their way? Do they report to you, here we are? Who endowed the heart with wisdom or gave understanding to the mind? Who has the wisdom to count the clouds? Who can tip over the water jars of the heavens? When the dust becomes hard and the clods of earth stick together, do you hunt the prey for the lioness and satisfy the hunger of the lions when they crouch in their tents or lie in wait in a thicket? Who provides food for the raven when its young cry out to God and wander about for lack Notice, of food? Notice,
0: God is asking questions. And he's wanting, come so, question me and I will answer you. Men have an alles wit. Allah most alles. Right? They know everything. Now God is saying, okay, no, unwit for me. He's saying to Job, now, because I want you to understand, you're not dealing with the Mickey Mouse God, the manfan is more than enough. The almighty God, the all knowing God. The all-powerful God. The all-present God. You're not dealing with the happy God that you create. Because the world is creating their own God. But this is the God that we worship. Who has all dominion and all power and all authority over all creation. Carry on.
1: Who provides food for the raven when its young cry out to God and wonder about for the lack
0: of food? If God can provide for the raven, who cannot talk? Hello? I said, if God can provide for the raven, Dolores, why do we moan and say, God, will you please provide for me? Huh? Don't you think God knows? A raven? That's a wild animal, a wild bird. A raven is a beast. He will eat you alive. Yet God provides for that raven. Don't you think, Rochelle, God will provide for you? Ooh, you're me. Fatherland. Right,
1: carry on. Do you know when the mountain goats give birth?
0: Do you watch when the doves are Whoa. born? So God takes note of even the mountain goat that gives birth. Huh? God even takes note of a mountain goat hey, when it gives birth. Did you feel mountain goats is there? of your mountains is there? Anywhere? But God takes note of even the mountain coat.
1: Do you count the man, the man still they be? Do you know the time they give birth?
0: Look how meticulous God is about His creation. Look how detailed God is. Huh? God is detailed about his creation.
1: Wow! Carry on. They crouch down and bring forth the young. Their labor pains are ended. Their young thrive and grow strong in the wilds. They leave and do not return. Who let the wild donkey go free? Who untied his ropes? I gave him the wasteland as his home, the salt flats as his habitat. He laughs at the commotion in the town. He does not hear a driver's shout. He arranges the hills for his pasture and searches for any green thing. Will the wild ox consent okay. to serve you Will All you stay right. by your manger at night?
0: Okay, God is, firstly, he's talking about the earth. He's talking, first in chapter 38, and then in chapter 39, he's talking about the animals all right and he's asking job questions about the animals then in chapter 39 he's talking only about two animals two the hippopotamus <laughs> and the crocodile Now he's saying to Job, how are you going to make the hippopotamus tame? (laughs) Like you tame the dog? How are you going to tame the hippopotamus? God is trying to show Job that he's not an ordinary God. That he's humongous. And he is powerful. God doesn't get nervous because of COVID 19. I will say, what the hell is COVID to God? Come on, Job. Come on. Answer me. Fastate mnemon. Lady T Fatharanian. Will
1: the wild ox consent to serve you. No,
0: no, no. Go to chapter 40 for me. Verse 1 and 2. Chapter 40. See, this will take too long for me to explain to you. But yet it is important for you to understand. That when you call on this almighty and all-powerful God, that you know who you are calling on. That when you worship this God, that you know who you are worshiping. The Lord said to Job. So, okay, in chapter 38, God spoke. In chapter 39, God spoke. Right? No. In chapter 40, 40. So now God says, okay, Prajano, Seventy-seven questions. Answer me one. Just give me answer for one. Only one? Huh? Seventy-seven questions, you mean you can't answer one? Well, the one who contains This one doesn't mean a can
1: well, the one who contains with the almighty correct him?
0: Huh? Job? Come on, Job. Come on, Job. Show me your metal. Come on, Job. You're the man. You got the plan in your hand. Come on, Job. Can you talk to me now? Let him who
1: accuses God answer him. Yeah.
0: There's no God. Come on. Let the atheist answer. I don't believe in God. What? Are you stupid? Because the Bible says so. I'm not, I'm just saying what the Bible is saying. The man who says there's no God is a stupid. Control yourself, Peter John. Then Job answered, right? Yeah. Then Job answered the Lord. Okay, Job, right now, right? Job, right? He says, Job's answered.
1: I am unworthy. How can I reply to you? <laughs> I put my hand over my mouth.
0: Job says <laughs> <laughs> it's safer for me to shut up. Because you're too big for me. You're too mighty for me. Your, your, your wisdom and your knowledge is beyond me. So I'll rather just don't. I spoke once. Wait. I spoke once. I only spoke once. Where is God? Huh? Where is God? Why does this happen to me? Poor me. Me I my shadow and I. Hey. Where's God? What?
1: I spoke once. But I have no answer twice. <laughs> but I will say no more.
0: I rest my case. I'll say no more. You had an iron next to me. A cheap room next to me. Come on somebody. Job had so many questions. But when he encountered God... His questions disappeared. And it was not valid anymore. Did you hear what I said now? We can have the world of questions. But when we encounter God, the questions will evaporate, disseminate, disappear. Joe 42. Ik weet niet, heer praat net in die storm met now. Joe 42, I'm coming to a close. Vanilla said, you're a pastor, my claim man. Can it zien up your research? Alright? Joe 42. Then Joe replied again. After God spoke, so now God is fair. He gives you a chance of almost pride. He's fair. Tell your neighbor, God is fair. All right? So, verse, verse 1. Then
1: Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No
0: plan of yours can be thwarted. All right. So he now knows. He says, I'm convinced. I've heard enough. Okay? And I know that you can do all things. Right? I've had enough now. Carry on. You asked, who
1: is this that obscures my counsel without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand. Okay. Things too wonderful for me to know.
0: So he's saying, (laughs) okay, I had my doubts, I had my questions, I had my concerns, you know, whatever you want to still call it, you know. But he's saying, surely after I heard you speak... I had my doubts, but... Yeah. You said, listen
1: now, and I will speak. I will question you, and you shall answer me. All right, carry on. My ears had heard of you, so, but now my eyes have seen you.
0: So I've heard of you through Zofar, Baldet, and Eliphaz. I've heard of you through Elihu. I've heard of you through the theological school. I've heard of you through Pastor Peter John. I've heard of you through brother so-and-so and and sister Mary. I've heard of you. But now?
1: Now? My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you.
0: Now my eyes I have seen for myself. Carry on.
1: Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes.
0: I want to hide myself and become dust. I don't want to become pomp and lift myself up and elevate myself because God opposes the proud but He gives grace to the humble. Are you seeing that this morning? So, In light of what you and I have been going through life, let me just tell you something. God is more powerful than your trouble. God is more powerful than World Health Organization. God is more powerful than the government that's forcing vaccines on people. God is more, sometimes I think Christians don't believe that God is so powerful. But go and read the book of Job, and it will teach you the wealthiest man who ever lived in the East. This man, he put his hand over his mouth and said, I'd rather not speak. Shall we stand this morning? Lady T, Lady you like a Thank you. That was awesome, man. Thank you, Lady T. High five, Lady T. God bless you. Thank you so much. You got the gift, eh? You got the gift. Our God and eternal Father, we are surely at a loss for words to think even about the majesty of God, to think about the glory of God. Who is man that God is mindful of, that you would even consider us? David teaches us that I am but a worm and not a man. The psalmist teaches us that God remembers what we forget. We forget that we are merely dust. And so many times our pride wants to elevate us that we don't need God. Forgive us, Lord Jesus. We repent today of our pride, our selfishness, our self-centeredness. When we revel in ourselves and in our gifts and our money and our status and our education, who are we that we should even be remembered by this good God in the scheme of the universe. When we think of the galaxies, the Milky Ways, Saturn, Uranus, Venus, Mars, Capricorn, Neptune, Lord, there are planets not even discovered We humble ourselves before the Lord today. Lord, we pray that you forgive us for moaning and groaning and complaining. Forgive us where we have allowed the enemy to intimidate us. Even Satan was given permission. What to do and how far to do it. He has to obey the God. That we serve. So Father right now I pray. As you look over this congregation of people. Lord that you will raise us up in this day. That we will know that greater is he that is in us. Than he that is in the world. We would know that those who are with us are more than those who are against us. I ask, O God, take away the scales from our eyes that we may behold the majesty of our God, the glory of our King, that we may be able to understand the vastness of God's abilities. I pray this morning, Lord God, Lord, that you will rebuke off of us the intimidation, the fear, the assaults of the enemy, that we would know that if God be before us, if the almighty God that we heard about this morning, if he before us, who can be against us? Let us rise as children of God. Let us go forth in the power of Almighty God. Help us not to be intimidated by fear and phobias and the tricks of the enemy. Oh, but that we would stand strong. Today I ask the healer will mend the damaged emotions, the lies that the enemy have told us, the wounded memories of the past. Oh, great God, I I pray this morning that you will speak forth your healing power over us, that we will be restored, that our hearts will be mended, That we will come into full purpose. Into that which God has called us. I pray that you will release over your people this morning. That we would be the head and not the tail. Because God has made us to be the head. So Father right now. You are the Savior. You know better than we do. How to save men and women. I ask that you will save men and women. Backsliders. Lord that you will cause us to realize. That God has a great plan for us. I pray now the blessing of the Lord. That make rich and that add no sorrow to be our portion, that we may worship you all the days of our lives in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a mighty clap of you.